Hi, this is Cassandra. Welcome to another episode on the Luminous Star podcast. Please check that description box. And I want to thank everyone in advance for his or her time. Okay, today I'm going to be talking about how it's probably best to find a silver lining once the narcissist relationship is over. Simply put, try to find the good and the goodbye. Okay, and this is not so easy. I've gone through this myself. Okay, so when it comes down to accepting that the narcissist relationship is over, especially when we're talking about emotions, it can be really challenging. So there are hurt feelings. Okay, one person or both or everyone involved in a narcissist relationship may have an ego, right? (laughs) So, uh, you know, this is where the finger pointing can happen or the blaming game can occur. People may start to try to shy away or shun their responsibility. In other words, their part in the narcissist relationship. When it comes down to finding the silver lining and how the narcissist has perhaps discarded, this is extra hard, okay, to become a person who's grateful for the relationship to be over. Now, some people, it may be a little easy to do this because they recall all of the things that they went through, all of the shenanigans, and they're just done with it, right? They're tired of it. So they're ready for something new anyway. But I'm going to break down how becoming accustomed to living life without investing in narcissist relationships are possible. Okay? So um, I want to remind everyone that I am on YouTube. It's at the Luminous Star channel and there are videos that are posted weekly. All right. Now, first point, becoming accustomed. Okay, so what does that take exactly to become accustomed to living life without investing in the narcissist or the narcissist relationship? Well, a person has to accept that they're outgrowing the relationship. Very often when a person is invested emotionally in a narcissist or the narcissist relationship, they're focused on accommodating the narcissist. They're focused on pleasing the narcissist. Now, this is not me scolding or judging anyone. I've been through this, right? I've been through this. So I'm speaking from experience. When a person is focused on their relationships, those relationships grow regardless if it's deemed as good or bad, okay? Regardless if that relationship is seen as a functional relationship or a dysfunctional relationship, whatever we focus on actually does grow. So when a person is emotionally invested in a narcissist relationship, well, they're focused on what it takes to keep it active, even if it's not very good for him or her. We tend to gravitate towards what's familiar, even if it's not so good for us. Okay, so don't beat yourself up for this. It's very challenging, though, not to look at yourself as the person who may be making the relationship go south, especially when you're trying to please someone that you love and care about. The narcissists, they often demand a person's attention. Okay, sometimes they want all of their attention. Sometimes the narcissist is very pleased with negative, okay, negative uh, relationships. Very often they prefer the negative reaction 
versus a positive reaction. Or they're, they're very pleased with the drama. They never foresee that they're going to experience the karma. Okay, narcissists, they're too busy salivating over the rewards of what they think they're going to get from having the narcissist relationship because their main objective is source supply by any means. So this means that other people may end up violated, hurt, or simply played by the narcissist because the narcissist is looking out for self. They're loyal to their false self images that are from a, a victim, right, to a saint or a martyr. Some covert narcissists, they often mistreat people in secret, but it's an open secret. Okay, now I've done a few videos about this, how the covert narcissist often strategizes, sometimes not even consciously, but they will strategize how to misuse somebody in secret. And they think they're moving in silence, but it's actually the open secret. Okay, so I'm not going to get too far into that right now. I really want to talk about how you can actually become uh, more grateful. I'm not saying that you're not a grateful person. What I'm saying is when it comes down to the narcissist relationship, when it's over, a lot of us end up being hurt. We feel violated. We feel played. We're angry. We're pissed off. Okay, this is understandable. But try to find the good in the goodbye when that narcissist relationship is over. So that way you can focus on thriving forward and growing past the narcissist. Forget about trying to get over him or her. Grow past them. Narcissists often like to be the superstar. They want to be the center of all the attention. Very often, they pride themselves on being able to manipulate, okay, or to manipulate people to handing over their hearts. Okay, they want to be the center of your mind instead, though. Okay, then sometimes they may, you know, pride themselves on being able to fool somebody to fall in love with them or to be with them in a family situation, whereas they're using their hearts against the family member in order to uh, get them out of something, right? Or simply put, they're emotionally blackmailing family members or friends or, yeah, even lovers. But more than that, a lot of narcissists pride themselves on being the center of a person's mind because once they get them in the mind, okay, they can get everything else. So this is often why narcissists don't really, you know, they don't really, uh, they don't really value people loving and caring about him or her. They don't really value that a person has been loyal to him or her because the narcissist is loyal to their false self images. So that means everybody else is, you know, shit out of luck, pretty much, when it comes to the narcissist. So forget about trying to win their hearts over. That's probably that's just not going to happen, okay? Because <laughs> narcissists, they don't want the positive relationship right out the gate. They're not interested in a positive relationship because they don't get supply from that. This is often why they goat people into an argument and they seem so relaxed and satisfied after the argument is over only to try to have another argument okay you ever notice that a lot of narcissists they become very relaxed and satisfied after they have goaded you into an argument after you have become reactionary instead of responding 
you ever notice how they become more pissed off if you respond instead of react? This is because they often like the negative attention more so than a positive attention. So attention for a narcissist is, is better than no attention because no attention means that they are losing control. Losing control means that they're losing supply. And a lot of narcissists cannot afford to lose control or supply in any of their relationships. So where does that leave you? That means you're going to have to go within. So instead of looking for something in the narcissist relationship, you're going to have to go inside of yourself, your own mind, your own heart. Okay? Because the narcissist is not going to be on board and supporting you and thriving forward so you can live your life more fully. Okay? They're they're not going to do that. And again, I'm speaking from experience. This is this was something that I had to wake up to. Narcissists will not support other people in living without him or her. They often want to keep people hooked and stuck in a sunken place. And when they start to, or perhaps if they choose to come back around to attempt a hoover, they're going to look for the person right where they left him or her. And that is in the sunken place. They're not going to be expecting people to be out and about living their lives, making decisions, making choices that are best for him or her. Narcissists often view their targets as property, as a possession, not as a person with a soul or a heart or a mind of their own. This is often why when narcissists even detect change in the relationship, they claim narcissistic injury. And then they use rage tactics. Okay, this is often why this happens. Because any signs of a change, narcissists often view as a challenge or a threat to their false self-images. Okay, so it is very often um, a good idea to know what and who you're dealing with. Okay, so one way to buffer the effect of having narcissists or the narcissist relationship in your life is to understand who and what you are dealing with. Okay, so, you know, once the individual decides that he or she will disconnect from the narcissist, okay, this is going to be very powerful. But guess what? If the narcissist has disconnected from their higher consciousness, that means they're operating from a lower vibrational frequency, okay, which is a lower state of consciousness. So what that means is that dealing with those who have a narcissist personality is a person that, you know, you may not really know him or her. How, how can you know them? They're, they're operating from a lower frequency. That means they're autom- right, off the, right out the gate, right off the top. They're hiding. They're not revealing who they really are. And that can be an unconscious or a conscious strategy on their part. To keep control of the relationship, to dominate the relationship. So you know, you're de- you know when you're dealing with those who do not have much capacity to love, support, nourish, connect, befriend, or become intimate. You know, even to care for others. You know that they're lacking empathy. When you're dealing with that, that can take a toll on your spirit, on your mind, on your heart on your health, 
which can become compromised. Okay, so narcissists, they're often jealous of those around them who have more capacity to love, to care, to nourish, to connect. Believe it or not, narcissists are often jealous of this. Sometimes they may look at someone else and be like, well, how can they be that way? How can they love so much? How come they're, you know, a person who cares so much? That really, you know, that pisses them off. Some narcissists and some cluster B personality types, they tend to not like signs of someone else who has the capacity to love, to care, to support, to nourish, to have positive relationships because it is an awful reminder that they don't have that capacity. Okay, so very often, you know, people who are to be conned out of their dignity, finances, and self-respect is something that narcissists salivate over because that means that they're in control of the relationship. When a person is just played and violated and conned by a narcissist, they sometimes pride themselves on that. The narcissists like to see signs that a person has been not only affected, but infected by his or her shenanigans or their diabolical tactics. So, you know, try not to underestimate how far a narcissist may go in order to obtain source supply. This is, you know, and I'm saying all of this to say that these are, see, these are reasons why a person can be very grateful that all of that drama is over when it's over. Now they can focus on thriving for it. Now you can focus on thriving for it. You may know somebody in this situation. And I'm not saying that they should pack their bags and leave. The situation may, you know, may not be able to, may not enable him or her to do that. Or, or you, if this is your situation. But it starts in the mind, not the behind. Some people have left the narcissist relationship only to return. Why? Because they did not focus. They did not prepare mentally to leave the relationship. They did not prepare emotionally to leave. They did not prepare mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, the whole shabako, right? <laughs> the whole nine. They did not prepare. And this is not something that I'm scolding anyone for, right? I'm the last person that can judge very often when a person decides to disconnect, it starts in the mind, not the behind. Emotionally, a person can become, um, they, can, they can start to see value in the emotional disconnect from the narcissist relationship. So detachment is something that a person can start to value. And I mentioned this in several of my videos. And I've actually, I have a book out about that. I break down how a person can start to detach from the narcissist emotionally because it does start in the mind. It starts within, okay, not external. So very often this is a gradual process though. So don't beat yourself up for this. Narcissists often are the ones that like to goat people into not on their arguments, not only arguments, but also feeling guilty for defending themselves. Something as natural as defending yourself is something that a narcissist often will find threatening or too much of a challenge. So this is another reason. These are other reasons to be very grateful that the narcissist has found new supply or the narcissist relationship is over. Okay, so uh, very often a person may miss the clues Okay, they may miss the clues or they may not identify the opportunity to thrive forward 
once the narcissist relationship is over because the narcissist has discarded. They have moved on to new supply. Very often, this is an opportune time to thrive forward. But very often when we're in our emotions and our egos, yeah, we may miss those clues. And I have done this, by the way. I remember one time I did this. So I learned from that mistake. I learned from that because it was very painful. You know, we learned a lot from our pain, but we can also learn a lot from, we can often learn a lot from our pleasure or those highlight moments that bring us joy. Okay. So we don't have to learn from pain all the time, but very often when a person is involved with a narcissist or the narcissist relationship, they can miss the clues. They can miss those opportune times to thrive forward past the relationship. So that way, should the narcissist start sniffing back around to Hoover again, right? The narcissist is not going to be able to pull that person in. They're not going to be able to Hoover that person in because now the person is Hoover resistant because they saw the opportunity. Once the narcissist moved on to new supply, he or she saw that as a opportune time to keep out of the narcissist relationship. So the narcissist comes back around thinking, oh, I've got this person. I'm going to hook them back in. It is so easy. But what some narcissists have found shocking is that the person is no longer available emotionally, especially. Okay, physically they may be around, but the narcissist has been shocked to find, you know, in some cases, they have been shocked to find that this person has become Hoover resistant. The narcissist sometimes is not only shocked, but that perhaps they may be in awe. They may be scratching their heads, trying to figure out how in the world that this person that was their best supplier at one time now cannot be hoovered back in, not with flying monkeys, not with money, not with sex, not with anything, right? <laughs> so uh, in several of my videos, I talk about how to become Hoover resistant. And this is not resistance like, you know, being defiant or uh, pushing back something that perhaps uh, you need to embrace. That's not what the resistance in that means. That means you have become a person who has chosen, right, to become accustomed to living a life without narcissists, without the narcissist relationship in particular. Okay, you have become accustomed to living life without investing in narcissist relationships. So the narcissist is, you know, they're shocked by this. Most of the time they are confused by it because they really thought they had you where they wanted you. And perhaps one time they did. So when you know who and what you're dealing with, this is very important. This is also what's going to help you stay focused on thriving forward. Because now you know where you were, okay, compared as to where you are now. You're focused. You're able to thrive forward. And you're grateful, perhaps, that you're no longer dealing with those shenanigans. You're no longer dealing with the drama. Okay, so the other thing is, once you identify the opportunity, more than likely, you are a person that will not repeat or you will not reinvest in narcissist relationships whether that's professionally or personally, 
Okay, so even in the workforce, which a lot of us have seen signs of narcissism or, or narcissism. Okay, we, we've seen this. There are some uh, careers that you see it more predominantly than others. Okay, there's more apparent. But uh, when a person starts to understand and understand what they have been dealing with and who they've been dealing with, this is huge. This is such a, pre- a breakthrough. Now, perhaps you've been dealing with, okay, let's just go down the list. There's a few things. It's very common that people deal with due to being in a narcissist relationship. Number one, PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. I usually like to say post-traumatic stress injury. Okay, so maybe you've been dealing or someone you know has been dealing with that. So what does that mean? There may have been nightmares about the narcissist. There may have been flashbacks about some of those terrible memories of when they went off or when they uh, expressed the narcissistic rage because they claim narcissistic injury. Okay, maybe there were frightening thoughts, thoughts of hurting yourself or others or the narcissist. Okay, now I'm not condoning this. I'm just going down the line of some of the common aftermath of the experience of narcissist relationships or narcissistic abuse. So PTSD is right up there. Okay. There may be um, a person who may feel guilty. You know, there could be guilt for defending oneself. The narcissist often, they will, well, this is number two. They will often deal with guilt. Perhaps that's what you've been dealing with as well. Guilt. The narcissist often will groom others to think, feel, and or behave in a way that will ensure that they obtain supply. But where does that leave you and or someone else who's dealing with the narcissist or the narcissist relationship? Well, it leaves you empty-handed and perhaps feeling guilty for things that perhaps you don't even need to feel guilty about or should feel guilty about. The narcissist often will throw off or project shame. Narcissists, this is one of the main things that they do unconsciously. They throw off shame, guilt, perhaps even embarrassment. So when narcissists are engaged in shenanigans and diabolical tactics, this is the main thing that they're doing unconsciously. That is throwing off what they don't like about themselves or what they don't like about their life. They project it onto others and blame others for it. Sometimes narcissists will go further by reenacting an unresolved issue or pain or perhaps even trauma that has nothing to do with you or anyone else in the relationship. So these are just some of the things that perhaps you've been dealing with. So as opposed to, uh, well, in conjunction to who. So you're dealing with who and you're dealing with what. So now let's go to the who. Who have you been dealing with? Well, a person who has been pulling shenanigans. They have been engaging in diabolical tactics. What are some of those tactics? Stalking, perhaps. Okay, what else? Smear campaigning. What's another one? Character assassination. Okay, some others. Gossiping, spreading rumors lying to you and about you. That's a double whammy. But narcissists often engage in this 
in order to obtain fuel, control, and source supply. So it's very powerful when you know who and what you're dealing. And when you identify the opportunity to thrive forward, this is also very powerful. Once you start to value and practice detachment from the narcissist relationship, this is also powerful. Because then you're what? You're demonstrating your growth. You have become a person who is accustomed or choosing to become accustomed to living your life without investing in narcissist relationships. This also makes you a person who is hoover resistant, not resistant in general, because you want to stay open, right? Or I would think you want to stay open to positive relationships or having your life or your best life, living your best life. So this is one of the reasons why I say it's a good idea to become grateful once the discard has happened, once the narcissist relationship is over. I'm not saying be grateful for the methods of their madness and their crazy making. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Who wants to go through that? Right? But be grateful for the narcissist relationship being over because now your health can improve. Now you can focus on thriving forward. Now you can recover, perhaps even uh, feel better, period. You know, because a lot of us end up having to heal past these types of relationships. Tool number one, try to be in a state of gratitude after the relationship is over with a narcissist. Okay, this does not mean that they get off the hook. This does not mean you're supposed to be grateful to him or her for treating you as such. No, of course not. They were way out of pocket, way out of line. Those tactics that they pulled sometimes were brutal. So when I say be in a state of gratitude, I mean looking at where you are now compared to where you were when that relationship was active, which left you perhaps feeling violated, played, okay? Maybe your health was compromised. Tool number two, Seek the contrast. That means the before and after. It kind of conjuncts with the first tool. Where are you now compared to where you were? And I'm including those of you who are still in the relationship. If the relationship is still active, again, it starts in the mind, not the behind. When you choose to detach, everybody can't just pack up and go. Okay, so it's for, for those of you who are still in the relationship, you can start to detach within okay that might sound like it doesn't work but try it and I've tried this one myself and it does work based on the circumstances some people they have to gradually get to that point when they're ready to put one foot in front of the other physically and I mean literally walking away from the relationship but this is going to be your decision no one can tell you what to do here Okay, so seek the contrast is what I suggest. The before and after picture. Compare it. Where are you now emotionally, spiritually, even mentally? Where are you now versus where you were in the narcissist relationship? And if you're literally out of the narcissist relationship, congratulations. Okay, this is, this is great, perhaps. All right, so uh, seek the contrast. This is going to bring you a peace of mind. This is going to also bring harmony as well as balance. Tool number three, take steps to try something new. 
Well, the body records all of our experiences. So when we put ourselves in situations, whereas we can create new energy and create new memories because we're trying something new, the body will respond. So regardless of what the what the narcissist is doing, you are in a new state of mind and your heart is in a different place, which also makes you Hoover resistant, which is also how you demonstrate your growth, which is also how you are showing the narcissist without actually saying it, that you are accepting that you are outgrowing the narcissist relationship with him or her. So when you take steps to try something new, this is very powerful. Your body will become accustomed to what? New things, new people, new places. And this boosts your confidence in just about anything you want to do. This boosts your self-esteem. Okay, so this is something that's very powerful because the narcissist is not going to know how to control you at this point. You are a person who has become accustomed or you are becoming accustomed to living your life without investing in narcissist relationships. I'm Cassandra, and I certainly hope you have enjoyed this episode. Until next time, take care of yourself. Mwah.